Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Ivy Tech Week. And my conversation with Sue Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech, dug into a, a myriad of places including uh, the conversation of of wokeness, which we'll probably get into with tomorrow's bit of that interview. But so much of this was was based on this story that we had done about St. Francis College. And St. Francis College, they put an end to all of their sports. No more sports at St. Francis College. And you're like, why, why, why is that? And you wonder, well, could it could it be about, you know, Title IX insanities? Or it could really be a conversation about how people don't know whether college is worth it. Whether it actually supplies a value. Is it worth the money? So in this conversation with Sue Elsperman, president of Ivy Tech, we got into this question. IvyTech.edu, uh, by the way, is where you can check them out. Is is college worth the money? Is does does do universities provide a value? This conversation started as as I was engaging it on air. A story about St. Francis College in Brooklyn, New York that has put an end to all of its sports. It, it, it put an end to it. We can't afford it anymore. So the entire athletics department is going away. And and we take a look at college costs versus reward. And you take a look at all the places where you can get a certificate in, in uh, computers this or a certificate in something else that. You take a look at people making money in the gig economy. They decide to be a YouTube star or, or, or an influencer in, in some other way. And you realize that maybe what the four-year university has done is priced itself out of a market uh, of and, and priced itself out of the concept of value for a great number of Americans. And maybe the St. Francis story was the, the, the start of the domino of colleges can't afford to stay in business. Has college itself become an unaffordable or unnecessary luxury in terms of the four-year university? You know, I can only speak to... Uh, Public for sure. Public has, you know, we have the benefit of the underpinning of our uh, of our tuition with state support, and Ivy Tech's had very strong state support, as has the state of Indiana for public education, and that's helped us continue to make that promise, whether it's a two year or a four year affordable in Indiana. Uh, I think it'll be tough for the privates um, to be able to continue to stay affordable. Uh, But I think the value of higher ed continues to prove itself. And we know 
as did the Lumina Foundation when they set the big goal of 60% of Americans having a post-secondary degree or credential by 2025. We know that you are going to need something post-high school. Now, what that's going to look like is going to continue to change and institutions, all institutions need to be open to what that change is going to look like because a community college lives so closely to our employers. We live in the communities with them. We're here to serve both the students and the employers. We're going to change in lockstep with industry. I'm going to, I'm going to, let's go back to something you just said there. You, you have a, a loyalty to uh, the student and the employer. Mm-hmm. Why, why the employer? Well, that's how community colleges were formed to be that, uh, that uh, open access to post-secondary into the workforce, right? Into the needs that employers in our communities had for a skilled workforce. That's really the birth of and what's unique about community colleges in America. So we have always served. Remember, Ivy Tech started 60 years ago. Big birthday coming up this year. Um, but 60 years ago, we were formed as a technical college. And that technical college, Indiana Vocational Technical College, was here to serve the employers, to help uh, Hoosiers have the skills to succeed in the workforce. And while we've also now expanded to that liberal arts transfer associate degree to bachelor's, we do it all. And we continue to lean in and believe strongly, as the General Assembly has asked us to do, uh, as we're funded by the state of Indiana, Mm -hmm. to be that link, to be the workforce engine, to fuel Indiana's economy. So we will do that. And we think that's just the right thing to do. Uh, and inst- I can think of very few, if any, higher ed institutions who are here that don't have a significant part of their mission focused towards helping their students gain successful careers. Dr. Sue Elsperman joins us right now. What is your, what is your official title? I'd say Capo de Tutti Capo. What is the, <laughs> what is the official President. title of you? President. President. President of, of, of Ivy Tech. President of, of, of Ivy Tech. Um, I want to dig a little deeper if if we can, and maybe ask some of the more uncomfortable questions because we, you know, you are able to, I think, well articulate uh, the value of an Ivy tech education. And certainly you made the differential between public and and private and uh, sparing possibly some of your colleagues on that president of university level an awkward meeting next time you all have lunch. Uh, but there, there is, as we take a look at universities, whether they are public or private, there is a cost conversation. Then there's a conversation what's happening on the ground, on campus, with uh, professors, with students, uh, and, and, and cultural and social aspects uh, playing into that. How difficult is balancing this? And is it the role of a, of a, of a college president to, to balance these cultural uh, conversations and educational conversations? Or is it the role of a president to say, this is how we do things here, and you're going to have to make decisions for yourself about whether or not this is the place for you? I think we all have to figure out how do we best deliver 
on our promise, on our mission. And, and for Ivy Tech, that is to stay very affordable. And I think um, all higher ed institutions do try to consider how do they remain affordable to their to the students that they serve. We know, and this, Tony, is one of the best stats I can share with you, four out of five of Ivy Tech's graduates graduate with no debt, no debt. Yeah. And that's possible because the state has provided funding, right? We have a base amount of appropriation from the state and then tuition is the differential. And we've tried, we've frozen that the last two years. We, we're trying to keep that very affordable, but we also take advantage of federal Pell, right? So making sure and encouraging students to apply for financial aid that they're eligible for. The state provides financial aid. Employers, we have over 250 employers who are part of our Achieve Your Degree program, meaning they provide tuition assistance upfront to their employees. That's huge. Uh, so when you think about all the ways, and then, oh, by the way, we have a foundation that also we raise funds to scholarship students. So it's that whole ecosystem of how we support our students. Um, and as presidents, we have to and we own. How do we handle that? What? How do we design a business model of our own that ensures that it su supports student success, is aligned with the, the good jobs, the programs that students need, uh, and is still affordable? Now, this conversation led us into a talk about DEI and this whole idea of inclusion. I will share that part with you uh, tomorrow. Find everything, WIBC.com. Learn more about Ivy Tech, ivytech.edu. They called. They said they wanted it. We are living up uh, to our code, people. We do what we say we're going to do.